Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Hi, my name is Vivian Aqua and I'm the Workplace Wellness Advocate. And today I have a pleasant surprise. But before I go to continue to that, I'm really looking forward to having this conversation with you and also including you in this conversation. And if there is anything that you want to ask or anything that you want to share, note that you, this platform is also for you. So it's not only about, you know, me and the guest experts that we're, uh, that, that I'm speaking to, right? It's also about you. So if you have any questions, regarding rehabbing your career or revamping your career or anything that has to uh, is related to you know getting a promotion or whatever it is that you want to ask a career coach now is the time to tune in and don't forget to tag tag your your friend tag your coworker tag somebody who might need this information again my name is Vivian Aqua I am the workplace wellness advocate and I love talking as you can see but I also love you know bringing in some guests where you can get a lot more motivation can be become inspired to do something more right so tonight will be about um, let's humanize the workplace it's a broadcast it's a live broadcast which is meant for to inspire employees but also employers i don't want to only point the fingers towards the employers because i do feel like it's in a relationship that we both need to work on so that's why let's humanize the workplace together and sharing is caring so if you're watching this or you feel like you know your sister or your mother or somebody else might find this valuable tag her or share this with her because um especially also this lady tonight that i'm going to be talking to she will speak on it she is such an authentic woman and um especially after reading you know a few chapters of her book her book is a must read, especially also next to the memo, which I shared yesterday. Her book is a must read book. So definitely watch out. But before I'm going to bring her up, I wanted to highlight something that I found out on the Internet recently. And that is shockingly, a lot of people are stating that they rather work from home from now on. So apparently there was a time where you asked your your manager or the organization that you were working for and not a lot of organizations were uh, working from home was not that much possible for a lot of organizations and i find it very peculiar and also very admirable um, that a lot of companies have made you know have made it to a, to become a success because nowadays especially with the new digital tools that we have um, you can work from home and it's easier to work from home less distracted you're saving commuting time you're saving money you're saving stress you're saving so much more I know that during this lockdown it is challenging to work from home but then again try to look at the positive. I'm also curious to hear from you after this corona lockdown is all settled and done. Are you going back to the workplace or would you rather work from home or do you want some flexibility on that? I can see your first comment. So, yes. Hi, B. Thank you for watching. <laughs> He's always watching this live show and I really appreciate him for that. So, um, I'm curious and I also have to watch on LinkedIn as well see if there are any people commenting on linkedin are you are you going to work from home or are you going to switch it off or are you saying 
I'm never going back to the workplace. Um, what is it? And if you're watching the replay, just let me know because um, I will from time to time go back and look at the comments. And definitely if you have any questions regarding our guests, uh, regarding the guests of tonight, I will also tag her in this conversation. So um, well, how do you see your future? Do you see yourself coming back to the workplace? So what I see here on Twitter, we have been remote since before COVID and we'll stay that way. Yes, it's much easier to stay that way. And also definitely admirable for the companies that are providing the best tools, giving budgets, uh, providing tips for people to work um, in the best way that they can. I'm not going to use the word productivity because this situation that people are dealing with right now isn't a situation, <laughs> isn't a situation where you have to look into the productivity. You have to look in for be the, the, your people being their best selves. <laughs> Even this, this comment is making me laugh. Never going back, back to on-site, on-site. Cool. Okay. I'm going to bring up the, the guest speaker of today. And her name is Kanika Tolver. And Kanika is a motivational speaker, thought leader, and also the founder and career coach of Career Rehab. Her book, Career Rehab, focuses on assisting career transformations for students, professionals, and retirees. Hmm, we're gonna ask a lot about that. But her company also provides career coaching programs, events, webinars, digital resources to help people reach their career goals. What that looks like is the development of cross-functional teams, a scrum, if you will, the art of doing twice the work in halftime. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> Let me see. Oh, my son is coming in now. He's <laughs> going to say hello. Hi, son. Yeah, he doesn't hear you, but he always has his way to, you know, say hi. Are you going to say hi? Zeg je gedag? Nee? Okay. He's not willing. He doesn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, today, have you been working from home all this time? I've been working from home two days a week before COVID-19. So mm -hmm. two to three days a week, I was already working from home. I have worked 100% remote um, jobs as well before mm -hmm. COVID-19. So mm -hmm. um, I love it. Say hello. Nay? Okay. Okay. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> it's his bedtime. <laughs> But what do you think about the fact that a lot of people, um, a lot of people don't want to go back to the office anymore? I think that's normal. I think mm -hmm. that um, some people do want to go back to the office. You know, those that want to get away from their children, you know, having to do homeschooling and all of that stuff mm -hmm. that are really bored. But um, for someone like me, I would really enjoy to continue to work from home full time because it gives me the flexibility to um, do things at home, get things done at home. Uh, I could have more time management so I could clean, mm -hmm. I could cook, I can do things for my husband. I can work out in the morning. I don't have to feel like I'm rushing to get back onto public transportation to be, um, be at a job at a certain time. So I really enjoy it. What was life before working from home? Was it that you took like one and a half hours or maybe three hours or four hours uh, for commuting? So it took me an hour to commute. 
So mm -hmm. I would, you know, get on a train. I would take two trains. So it was from door to door is about an hour and some change. But I do sympathize with those that, you know, in my book, I talk about a lot of people, you know, commute up to 90 minutes each way. Mm -hmm. you know, that's three hours a day of yeah. their time that they're wasting in traffic or public transportation, or, you know, maybe they have to pick up their kids from daycare prior mm -hmm. to going to work and coming to work. So I really think it's a good opportunity for those that want to stay at home. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a good safe place right now for until we know that COVID-19 is officially done and people can get properly tested. I feel like the anxiety would make you feel a lot better being at home. And also adding, you know, some time for you to uh, build on your own health, right? And also an another thing that I want to add on, working from home is also another way to work on the environmental development goals, right? It's also a way to make Mother Nature, make Mother Earth healthier again, because yes. nature is really reclaiming, reclaiming their own time or reclaiming their own space yes. by, uh, by seeing that a lot of um yeah we we get more a lot of a lot more clean air right now at the moment yeah pollution is down mm -hmm. even probably tragedies of car accidents yeah. are down because you know yeah. a lot of people you lose their lives to fatalities and crashes on the road yeah. so i mean it's a win-win for everyone um right now even mm -hmm. though it's a stressful time for some families yeah. i think there's a there's also a lot of time to sit in think about your life. When you're busy, you always on the go, right? Mm -hmm. You really don't have time to have any solitude and time to say, what are the things that I want to accomplish for my life and my career and my family that I have extra time to do now that I'm at home and I can true. utilize online resources to educate myself. True, true. So where are you streaming from? Where are Where is home for you? I am in Washington, D.C., where the mm -hmm. action happens, right? Where the action happens. I don't think so. <laughs> where all okay. the action happens, with, um, you know, with our uh, president and with the govern federal government. So, yep, I'm in the Washington, D.C. area. Yeah, your president. I'm not going to open my mouth about that. So I'm going to start with the first question. <laughs> What is your connection with humanizing the workplace? My connection with humanizing the workplace is really, um, you know, really bringing a place where people can have more sympathy within the workplace mm -hmm. and also have workplace forgiveness. I was talking to my mom about this the other day and I said, you know, um, we, we all as, as humans, we go through so much at work. We, we mm -hmm. deal with a lot of toxic managers, bad work experiences, and sometimes we don't really humanize and feel like we can let go of those bad experiences and we can have forgiveness. So for me to go from this bad job to a new job, I have to forgive that bad manager. I have to forgive that. You have to go to therapy. It seems like you have to go to therapy to, to process everything that, that you experienced there, right? Yeah, you do, you do. And I think sometimes we carry so much baggage that mm. we're not really looking at that we're human beings. We've been hurt within the workplace yeah. through through bad experiences. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like what career rehab is really all about, which we'll get into more. But I just want to say more, you know, sympathizing with people's workplace hurts and heartbreak mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. something that's dear to my heart to um myself and just to you know everyone that i try to career coach a lot 
Yes, definitely. I can totally relate to that. So you spoke about the career rehab, but what is it? Because when I first saw the title, I was just like, okay, why is she calling it a rehab? Because people will get another association with it. But what I like from what the way you you uh, you um, share what the way you I'm lost for words. So the way you displayed your books, the way you have your ch your chapters, right? The first chapter, the chapter starts with what is it and why? Why did you write this book? So I like the question about why did I use the word rehab? Because mm -hmm. people always think about substance abuse problems mm. or addictions, right? But I wanted to flip it and say, you know, I'm tired of us being addicted to going to workplaces that don't treat us good. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. so, so let's flip it and say that we're going to rehab our careers by gutting out that bad stuff, gutting out the stuff that doesn't feel good, gutting out the things that haven't been working for our career and replace it with rebuilding our personal brand and rethinking mm -hmm. the way that we work by doing the work of getting to a, a better place for our career so we can remain unstuck. Definitely, definitely. So, um, but before I looked into your book, I saw your picture and I saw your book and I was also thinking, okay, there are so many career development books out there. What fueled you to share everything that you have learned and taught and put that into the career rehab. Why? Because I wanted a book that there were a lot of books, you know, that help people with their resumes, their LinkedIn mm -hmm. profile, how to land a job. This book is a career mind sh mindset shift book. I wanted a book to be able to allow people to understand that it's okay that you've gone through career heartbreaks. It's okay that you have had anxiety, depression, and stress due to work. But we're going to fix your mindset so you can be healthy enough to look for the right job, land the job that's a good fit for you instead of going through this vicious cycle of going from job to job to job. Because when we rebuild ourselves and we do the work, we we're more in tune to what's going to be healthy for our work, future workplace experiences. It's like bringing your old baggage. If you don't go to therapy or if you don't go to the rehab, you're saying that bringing your old baggage in towards your new place and then the same cycle happens again. Right. You're going to have the same cycle. You're going to continuously um, not do research on finding the right jobs. You know, in my book, I talk about how we have to build our brand by dating jobs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if we are looking for someone to date or marry, we have a checklist. Why can't we have a checklist for the right job? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. Why are we, we taking jobs because we get a job offer and we're not really thinking about what do I, what do I, am I getting out of this situation? I know mm -hmm. what you're getting out of it. You know, I have experience, I have, have education. So this is what career rehab is all about is shifting our mindset from taking back that ownership. This is what this book is about, is taking career ownership back. Mm -hmm. So you first work on the mindset and then you go for the resume. That's the way you do it, right? You go for the resume. I would say you work on the mindset mm -hmm. by working on the brand. Yeah. Which, which, which for most of us, the foundation of our brand is our LinkedIn profile and our resume. Mm -hmm. True, true. You also 
in the book, and for those of you who haven't read the book, there is a, I would definitely recommend you listening to the book. The reason why I'm sharing that is because uh, the lady who's speaking, she brings, she puts in so much life into it. It seems like Kanika is already, you know, telling something in your ear and the way she speaks on things, it brings the book to life. But if you're a reader, you can definitely read, but you're missing out. You're missing out. I'm a listener. I, I listen to stories and I love the way she's, she, the lady is telling stories. And you are talking about certain types in your book. Can you maybe share something about that? So there's different types of um, people that would fit into reading the book. So I like mm -hmm. to call them my career rehab alter egos. Mm -hmm. So they're really my alter egos, but I, I felt like they were a good fit for the readers. So the first mm -hmm. alter ego is the cool geek. That's the college graduate. That's someone that has less than five years of work experience. They're new to the workforce. They're they're excited about learning. They're excited about you know getting getting a job that they really think that they deserve based upon getting a college degree or getting some professional certification. So they're cool. They want the money. They want the job, but they really don't understand that they're going to eventually transition as they get into the workplace. They're going to transition to the second alter ego. They're going to become a corporate rebel. The corporate like rebel. <laughs> I like that. I like everybody who fits in the rebel. <laughs> <laughs> and she is a rebel. <laughs> I am a corporate rebel. So corporate rebel is where I'm kind of at right now in this period of my life is that the corporate rebel has been working for some time. They go mm -hmm. against the grain. They know what they want out of their career and their life because, you know, they they've acquired work experience. They've had bad experiences and good work experiences. So the corporate rebel goes against the grain and they say, I'm not going to stand for this type of bad workplace. I am going to remain unstuck and I am going to build upon my skill sets to get a job and build my brand. That is a corporate rebel because a lot of people are scared to stand up for what they believe in. I totally can relate, if, especially if you are the first or you don't see that many people standing up for what they believe because sometimes I feel like um, before me becoming an entrepreneur, speaking up, I did that from time to time, but I wish I had known what you you and also what Minda was sharing um, 15 years or maybe 20 years back because it's so essential to you work on your brand, to you know yourself, to know your values and to not let somebody push you over. And I am six foot something. I know that I'm six foot tall. So um, I'm a very tall person, but very shy. I used to be very shy. I can be shy from time to time, but um, me being a pushover, no more. I mean, I'm doing this. I'm, you know, I'm bringing on speaking up on behalf of some other people who can't speak up because now is the time that we have to do better for not only for us, but for the society in general. Uh, I agree. I agree. And um, I think that corporate rebels are there. They probably are a big portion of those people are millennials because mm -hmm. of the workforce is millennial. Yeah. I yeah. kind of fall into that millennial um, mm -hmm. age range. Um, but I think it, all of us can be corporate rebels at no matter what age we are, no matter what portion of our career we're at. It's just so important to know that the power belongs to you, not to corporate America. You have True. the power within your within your um, hands. Mm -hmm. And the third 
alter ego, which is um, it's called the career dropout. Mm -hmm. so this is the person that's saying, hey, I'm ready to divorce the job for the dream. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to maybe even start a side hustle while I'm working my nine to five as a corporate rebel. So you may could be both. You may could be a corporate rebel and a career dropout. But a career dropout is someone that's ready to um, build a product or service and have a business. And they also could be someone that's doing a career change within retirement. So career dropout could be like, you know, my mom retired and now she wants to start a second career. She mm -hmm. dropped out of her old career to transition into something new. Can it also be, how do you see a, a person who is an entrepreneur? So an entrepreneur within a company, would it be a career dropout or would it be a corporate rebel? I think it would be a combination of mo both because mm -hmm. I think in order to do that, you still have to have a, to, to, to do that for the company that you're working for, mm -hmm. you have to have a rebellish mentality because yeah. you yeah. have to be able to, you know, help the company perform, help them with sales, help them grow. You have to be indebted into the mission of the company, but playing it safe probably will hold you back. So you can actually have the same attributes as a career dropout, but you can have them within the workplace. Definitely. So I have a comment from Sylvia and Sylvia Liebau. Thank you for watching. She says she totally agrees. I am curious about what do you totally agree so that we can applaud you for that? <laughs> you agree with everything? That's also fine. That's also fine. So you mentioned something about career depression. But can you share some more about the meaning of this and how can people diagnose themselves? So in the book, I have a chapter called the career diagnosis chapter. Before you get mm -hmm. to any of the other chapters within the book, um, you have to go through identifying if you have depression. So mm -hmm. career, career depression specifically is more so focused on is the job causing the depression? Mm -hmm. You know, is the job causing the depression? <laughs> um, so this could be that you're depressed every day when you go to work because you really don't like what you're doing. You really don't like what you deal with every day at work. Your manager, um, you feel that you may have been discriminated against. You may feel like there's sexism going on in the workplace. Mm -hmm. That could cause you to feel depressed about your current career state. Mm -hmm. And also, I think that also it will also help that every time your alarm goes off on a Monday morning, how do you feel? Do you feel excited to go back to work or do you feel excited to start whatever you're doing? Or do you feel, are you, you know, thinking stressed about it already on a Sunday evening, thinking I have to go to work, I don't like it, etc. And it's killing me. Yes. So, so I felt career depression before. So I put it in the book because I've had those days where I woke up and I turned over and I placed my feet on the floor and I'm like, oh man, I can't do this again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can't do this again. This is not, this is not right. I get in the shower and I'm just thinking like, I do not want to go to this place. No. Yeah, so, and nobody's going to save you but you. Yep, and you have to save yourself. Mm -hmm. So, so, so those are some of the symptoms and the signs that you may be depressed about your current career state. Yeah. And can you mentioned something about having that healthy mindset? But why is it important to work on the mindset before you start working on other things uh, to get that job or to get that promotion? 
Because when you have when you when you're working on a healthy mindset, you're not taking that old baggage into the new job. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you're not taking that old baggage into the new job. When you when you focus in on making sure that you know that hey, I have healed <laughs> from this bad career experience. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to be open and to to allow your brand to, your brand for the new job to flourish. Flourish. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, what you're gonna do is you're gonna be like going into another relationship, thinking about all the bad things that happened to you in the last job relationship. So it's so important to break up with jobs. I talk about breaking up with jobs. Called, you know, the fear, fearless resignation. You want to break up with a job because you know that you're ready to be whole. You're ready to be healed. You're ready. You're tired of the abuse. Mm-hmm. Can you, can you share maybe one tip of, um, how people can break up? Just, just one tip, just a teaser so that they, you know, find time to, to get your book and read it. <laughs> so one of the tips that I talk about in that particular chapter is before you fearlessly break up or resign from a job, you need to have an effective conversation and have have a clear clear understanding of, of what's going to happen if you have this conversation with your manager and it doesn't mm-hmm. go well because yeah. you want to let them know you want to give them the opportunity to make things right that's like if i'm about to break up with my husband before i break up with my husband i want to be able to say you know i don't like it when this happens i don't like it when when um i'm not getting fair treatment at work or I'm not getting the right Mm -hmm. projects. You want to make sure that you're having a conversation first. If things don't get better over time, then you know it's time to fearlessly resign because Mm -hmm. once you have given it a try to mend that relationship at work, you're ready to move on and say, hey, I tried, I gave it my best shot, but it's time to go ahead and, and keep it moving and, and resign to, to so I can go to a better situation. And I also want to add something in for the managers, because especially managers, when you see a coworker or your team member is sharing things about things happening in the workplace and they are not seeing any improvement, I also want you to think about what can you do to make that situation better or to make that situation less hostile for that person, because knowing that you might lose your team member and replacing somebody isn't that easy. Maybe maybe on paper, maybe in value, but finding the, the same talent, especially if that's a talent who who's awesome at their job, you'll never find that person. And once you lose them, you don't know what you have until it's gone. So do the things, do the work to make things happen, to at least create a safe space for everybody. That's a very, very good point. I think mm-hmm. um, managers need to have, I mean, what I try to do is I have bi-weekly or weekly check-ins with my manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know so your people. The transparency is there, right? Yeah. Communication yeah. is there. So this, in, in order to have a healthy mindset, you also have to have a healthy working relationship mm-hmm. with your manager. Definitely. Definitely. I'm just looking at my phone, seeing if there are more comments. So people, if you have any questions that you want to ask, uh, ask Kanika or send me a tweet or whatever, just let me know so that I can include it. And um, you mentioned something about dating and divorcing. Um, because it feels to me, it feels like, you know, first you, you're going to Tinder and finding your, the right job. And then eventually you're going to a divorce court. 
to divorce your job. Okay, that's a good point. The Tinder app, that's funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so I have a chapter called Build Your Brand by Dating Jobs. And a lot of people think that I'm talking about job hopping, you mm -hmm. know, like speed mm -hmm. dating or going from, you know, relationship to relationship. I feel like you can get unique experiences and unique exposure from different relationships that you have with people. Mm -hmm. That's like a man you meet, you're going to expose yeah. to your culture, to who yeah. you are, to where you're from. So I get a unique experience and exposure from you building a relationship with you. Dating jobs is the same way. You're getting new mm -hmm. skill sets. You're getting new certifications. You're, you're expanding your network. Once you figure out that that relationship has exhausted the things that you want out of it, it's time to pretty much move on to the next dating relationship, which yeah. is the job. So it can be a promotion, right? You don't have to leave the company right. to to you know go to, go over and have a uh, a good a good date with your next job. So I feel like sometimes um, companies should also make it possible, or organizations also make it possible that people advance in their jobs because the time that people sit and stay stuck. Right. in their 15 year old jobs it's right. gone yeah so so you're right you could stay within that organization and move on to a new role and get more um, responsibility or you can divorce the job so the mm -hmm. divorcing of the job is really saying hey i'm done it's over it's a wrap we're mm -hmm. done we're never coming back we can't reconcile this situation mm -hmm. and um you're moving on to another job or divorcing the job or divorcing your career could just really mean that you're you want to transition into a career change or transition into full-time entrepreneurship. I feel like I'm I'm thinking about something, and this is totally, you know, me watching too much American movies and series, <laughs> but I do feel like maybe you should make a prenup for yourself. So <laughs> once you start once you start with your new job, find out what you want out of it and make a prenup for yourself and see. Are you know? Am I living to that expectation? But is the company also living to that prenup expectation that you have written for yourself? Is it? Am I making any sense? No, you're making clear sense. So when we are researching the employer, we should be seeing all the offerings that they have, all the mm -hmm. perks, all the benefits. Mm -hmm. And if something isn't there that you didn't get out of that experience, I feel like it should be a divorce settlement. You should be, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you said that you were going to get this amazing diversity experience and mm -hmm. it's not, it's, there's no diversity or maybe yeah. you ask for certain things in your job offer package, but they didn't fulfill the, the end of the bargain. I think a lot of people go to jobs um, because they see what's nice and pretty on their website. Yeah. Yeah, that's why also they fall for the big companies, right? And then eventually they see that it's not always Disney at the big companies. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. That's why it's so important to align your personal brand with the employer's brand to see if it's a good fit. Stop mm -hmm. focusing on being so eager and so excited to work for Fortune 500 companies who may don't care that much about you to care about what your needs are. You have to repeat that. Um, you have to repeat that. So what I want to repeat, mm -hmm. is that I know growing up, even myself being a woman in tech, we have glorified mm. brands over our, our, over our own brands. 
you know, and I'm not going to name some of the ones you guys know which ones I'm talking about, but it's important to know who you are and align your brand, who you are, your personality, what you mm -hmm. desire, what you want to give to a company that's willing to give you the same back because smaller company companies and medium sized companies, sometimes they have better cultures, they have more work-life balance, and it's more visibility there for you to grow. I I couldn't have said it better. I couldn't have said it better. So <laughs> I, I loved it. And that's why, you know, we have to speak to the people in the back as well, because sometimes they might not hear it. So this was for the people in the back who might not have heard it. So um, regarding on personal brand, and there is a statement in your book, which really struck a chord with me in a positive way. And that is stop seeing yourself as an employee. So many people have this employee mindset and they don't see themselves as a brand. They don't see themselves as the, I'm not gonna name names, they don't see themselves as the new Fortune 500 brand. Why is that? Because a lot of people have been conditioned mm. um, and it comes from past generations of family yeah. members. It comes from the way other past employers have treated you. Mm -hmm. That an employee, so this is the difference between an employee and a brand. An employee goes and do exactly what they're told to do. They don't go above and beyond. They only pretty much, they're a yes man. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. they exactly what they're told. But a brand says, I have unique offerings. I have unique expertise and knowledge and I'm going to go above and beyond to shine. They're willing to put themselves out there on front street at mm -hmm. conference calls and briefings and presentations. When you see yourself as a brand, you can um, operate the way these fortune five. You are an ambassador for the company. You yep. are an ambassador for the company. So I find it sometimes hard to see that, um, organizations, managers, maybe HR, don't see that uh, special factor that employees can have. When they treat their employees as an ambassador, they wouldn't have to spend that much on marketing. They wouldn't have to spend that much on employer branding. They wouldn't have to spend, I'm not deminimizing those who are in marketing, so please don't target me after this, but you know that I'm speaking on it. You know that I'm talking about the truth. Once you highlight these people, they will do the natural, the authentic work for you where you can maybe save. Just a tip. And, and, and not only that, they will be able to retain good mm. longer because yeah. brands, we just want to be a part of organizations that see mm -hmm. us. Yes. You see me? I'm shining. Like I'm a rock star. Like, 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 give me a little bit of pat on the back because you're making billions of dollars or millions of dollars per year. I just want to be seen just the same way the, the big employer and these big brands and Fortune 500 companies want to be seen. And mm -hmm. that's what separates employees from brands. And a lot of times people that um, have a solid personal brand and know themselves, they're not going to stay long at a company that adopts the employee mindset. They're going to leave. Say it again. They're For those in the back, because they, <laughs> they didn't hear you. So say it again. If you feel like that you are a brand and your company doesn't really sh allow you to shine and doesn't really see, see your value, 
companies, this is for leaders. I'm talking to leaders right now. I'm talking to hiring managers. You're going to have a hard time retaining good talent if you don't really allow people to be their authentic self and to bring all their expertise and knowledge to the workplace. If you want employees, then I think that's fine. That should be a part of your hiring strategy. But don't look for rock stars if you're not willing to um, you know, want to win a championship. Mm-hmm, definitely. And also be top of mind. Your company, you want your company to be top of mind. And in that case, you need top of mind people. You need a top of mind mindset. And also what I'm thinking about, you just saw my son in the beginning. And uh, what can we do? What can we as parents do to support our children? Not only, not at a young age, but at least, you know, plant some seeds when it comes to personal branding. I think the best thing that my mom did for me is Mm -hmm. to always, you know, encourage me and my sister to, um, you know, don't be a follower, always be a leader. Mm. Mm. This is just simple. This is just yeah. a simple cliche mm. that people use in the American culture. Like always, you know, be a leader. Don't be a follower. That mm-hmm. makes you a brand by yeah. default, right? Yeah. But, then, but in addition to that, I would say that nurture those talents and gifts those mm-hmm. at a very young age because they can easily be able to say, you know, I want to be, you know, I'm okay with not doing the traditional career path. And my mom and dad have supported this hobby, this interest, and now I can make a career out of it. Mm -hmm. It's just the little things. It's just the little things. And also know that as a company, I do feel um, it's important to invest in your people and make them aware that they have a brand or how they can build their brand or work on their brand and make them also aware of the hidden talents that they have. Because sometimes people, um, I used to do it. Well, I, I sometimes do it, right? Um, I have a lot of knowledge, a lot of IT knowledge. And I used to diminish them because it was so easy for me. And not knowing that people saw that as my power, saw that as a strength with, within me. So I'm, I'm utilizing it now. But make them aware, help them. Help them find out their talents. and. Uh, like you take your car for a fix from time to time, do that, do that with your talent, do that with your skills. Yeah. We want, we want companies, you know, brands, they evolve and they grow, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Beyonce started off in Destiny's Child and she evolved into a solo artist. And as a solo Mm -hmm. artist, she evolved into being this mega rock star, iconic person that we know. Now she's a rapper. (laughs) Yeah. She's on the savage reason, right? But what I'm saying is employees want the same thing. We want to start off as that cool geek. Yeah. We want to morph into this amazing corporate rebel, and mm-hmm. we want you to invest in our in our talents and gifts, and and, and we want training, we want ability, mm. we want challenging projects. So those are the things that true employees that want to be, you know, that want to shift from being an employee to a brand. That's the expectation that we want from our leadership. Yeah, I also have a question, and then and then I'm going to start read some comments because some comments came in on LinkedIn. Um, when people think of a career coach and asking for a career coach or hiring a career coach, 
because sometimes it feels like organizations are alarmed by it, by people hiring a career coach. But can you share the benefits for them, for the companies, for the managers when they, you know, allow their people to hire a career coach such like you? That's a great question. You know, I think they don't want to hire career coaches because they're scared that we're going to encourage them to leave and get another job. Mm -hmm. you know, but it's not like that. Yeah. It's not like that at all. The things that career coaches offer to employers and that can offer to facilitate training for the employees is I think that we can encourage them to continuously build upon their skill sets. Mm -hmm. I think so often employees um, get to a stagnant place because they're not getting that enforcement or an empowerment from their leaders. Their leaders is in the day-to-day -day grind or trying to do whatever. So I think career coaches can encourage them, take the training, you know, the that training budget, take the training, get mm -hmm. the patience. Another thing career coaches, I think we, we do well is that we encourage our clients to tap into those soft skills. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And a lot of people focus on the technologies and, you know, all the professional certifications. But what no. about presentation skills? Mm -hmm. What about writing? You know, what, what, what about maybe even thinking about developing white papers, uh, presentations, videos to help the products that you're, you know, creating? be marketed better online mm -hmm. so busy building products and services and working for organizations that we are losing sight of so many good soft skills that can mm -hmm. help our brand you know be a lot better from job to job definitely definitely so i'm going to share michael michael grunewald is saying what a week awesome guest fearless resignations he loves it <laughs> so um sandy k lopez is saying yes that's what i needed to hear beautiful and she's sharing i've been working on my career development resume and branding for a, a month and a half she's also sharing videos and contents like this have extreme have been extremely motivating thank you sandy for saying that and i couldn't have done this without this 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 lady i don't know where to point <laughs> without this lady <laughs> and sylvia Liebaud is saying investing in oneself brings new opportunities according to our level of self-value and i love it i love it 100 agree with her yeah. Do you have anything to add on from the people that shared their their views? Oh, um, I think I just want people to be able to use this time um, mm -hmm. to focus in on building, you know, whatever they desire to be. Don't allow the I want to say don't don't allow the anxiety to take over you right mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. Turn this anxiety into accomplishments. Yeah, definitely, definitely for your career and for your life because. You know, you can do it. You can still interview. You can still do video interviews. You can still apply to jobs. You can still work on new skill sets. You guys have the power right here with the use of the internet and technology mm -hmm. your laptop. So even a book, even buying a book, taking the time to read a book or yes. <laughs> we can buy this on Amazon, by the way. <laughs> This was an ad. <laughs> no, even even reading, taking the time reading books or talking to people, networking with people, asking them 
what it is that they did to become that person, just just investigate. This is the time to invest in yourself. If it's time, money-wise, there are so many ways to build up your skill and to build up your knowledge. Yeah, one thing I wanted to add to what you just said is mm -hmm. great advice is, you know, podcasting is free. So listen to podcast shows or listen to your, you know, your your lives because there are a lot of amazing experts that already have the answers that could save you a lot of time with your career goals or just learning a new technology mm -hmm. or learning a new topic. You know, one one thing that I do, I listen to a lot of podcast shows and what it does is because I'm always on the go, it allows me to learn through audio. You know, I can listen, you know, to an episode and walk away with valuable information. So audio books and podcasting is the way to go if you are a very busy person. Why do you think I love interviewing my guests? Because I'm, I'm getting all these knowledge in my ear. I'm just like, OK, this is a personal training for me. I'm listening to literally everything you're saying to put that in somewhere, archive it in my brain because I love it. I love it. I love yeah, it. So, yeah. no, thank you so much. I, I love that you have this. This is an amazing platform for people. Thank you. So last question for me, at least. What is your wish for 2025? And when it comes to humanizing the workplace and career rehab, where do you see that in 2025? I see that the workplace will be, um, will be receiving and accepting, um, mental health issues a little bit. Mm. Why do you feel that it's important to address that by that time? I think mental health, mental health awareness has become a lot more of a popular topic, especially mm -hmm. among minorities. We yeah. and once, you know, you know, growing up as an African-American woman, you really wasn't supposed to talk about how you felt. Mm -hmm. You really wasn't, you really were supposed to like sweep it under the rug. And that's, from generational other gener you know past generations had different mindsets but i foresee the new generation and even within the workplace them really being open to help people manage their anxiety stress and depression mm -hmm. that, that could be personal related it doesn't always yeah. have to be career related because life has its own its own challenges but sometimes it affects your your performance at work mm -hmm. and vice versa right it can be work related and it can affect your personal life Right. So I've had both. Right. So mm -hmm. I have, I've had issues at, at work that affected my performance that was coming from being under bad leadership, mm -hmm. um, not having the support that I needed or feeling I, feeling like I was being discriminated against because, you know, I'm, I'm a black female in tech in a male dominating industry that. So I, I, I felt unfortunately, that, I can relate to that. Yeah, so it's unfortunate. Yeah. But I've had um, in recent times, I've had um being open about it with your leadership or being open with it about your human resource department or mm -hmm. office i think it's people are going to be more sensitive towards that topic now and they're mm -hmm. going to take it more seriously that it's affecting people's health mm -hmm. also something that i wanted to share during this time because what i what the topic that you mentioned regarding mental health it's necessary but Something that the World Economic Forum recently shared in a in a in an article, they're saying that um, mental illness, so burnout, stress, will be the second pandemic for this year. Especially after you know this lockdown, we are locked up. 
some of the people are dealing with their mental challenges at the moment, and some of the, the people will deal after, you know, wow. they have the time to take care of themselves and then it all hits them. So please, please, please take the time and invest in somebody to help your people go through these challenging time. Um, I look up to Starbucks, what they did, they provided 20 sessions for uh, 20 mental health sessions or consult sessions for their people. And not only for their people, they opened it up for their family as well. That's that's good. We mm -hmm. are we're really not thinking about the long term effects mm. of what's happening. Yeah, we're, true. Fo we're focusing on the testing and do we have COVID nineteen and getting yeah. diagnosed and, and and you know wearing masks and staying safe. But we yeah. never really have talked about um, the mental effect of this for everyone. And I think it will change. It will definitely forever change the way people will go to work if they will even go to work <laughs> and also will change um, the way that people think about flexible working because after this COVID has shown this lockdown has shown that flexible working it can be done yeah it can definitely yeah. be done and, and that's so that's that's even though it's a bad situation I think yeah. those, those people that have worked for companies or managers who always want to see butt in seat you know they want you in the seat or they needed to physically see you mm -hmm. companies are still performing at a higher level of productivity by mm -hmm. having people at home you yeah. know why would you want to have your employees to feel good about being at home getting the work done and don't have to have the stress of the commute or mm -hmm. have stress of you know being in traffic for x amount of hours per per week so if they try to use it as an excuse in the future it's not really valid because no. you know we're still striving towards excellence and success even mm -hmm. at home and we also have to make a calculation right because in a way you can uh, you can win as a company. You can save on office space. You can save on traveling costs. Yep. You can save on people calling in sick. Yep. You can yep. save on that. Yep. So try to look at the ROIs from another perspective instead yep. of looking at, I have to have my talent here and it has to be stressed and they have to go to bend back weights and to go forth. Just to just to be, you know, just to be at their job. Right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I think the I think the office space and you know all of the other logistics of cost is gonna mm -hmm. be um, an amazing to see what companies shift to. Mm -hmm. Hey, we're you don't have to come back. We're gonna keep you guys on staff, but you guys can work from home. Then there's, yeah. then there's some employees that I hear that just say, "Man, I just want to go to work at least once or twice a week because I just want to be human." with people and i get that i understand yeah. that you yeah know? yeah you need those you know in between moments where you can have your tea break or your coffee break or just chit chat right. with right. with whoever you want to talk so i can definitely relate to that but also i feel like the the new, the new way of working i hope that after this um if your your business your office is having space that they put well-being in a general perspective so if it's physical mental financial environmental social career well-being they put in all these pillars to uh make it work for people yeah and make it available for people 
Yeah, I think I think it's going to be amazing to see how companies expand out those of other virtual and remote offerings mm-hmm. and future job packages because they can't say that it's not capable, it's not possible. Yeah. And also, if you're saving on office space, try to you know use just a percentage, give that back to your employees and make them invest in their office space because mm. you want them to be ergonomically safe Mm -hmm. you want them to work behind you know a proper um behind a proper desk where they can have the opportunity to sit and stand um where they have the opportunities to stretch their legs but also have the opportunity to not work around the clock and and end up with rsi where uh, they can't, you know, they're they're having back pains or need a right. massage every day. I'm missing my massage. I'm, I'm missing my massage. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Flashback. Sorry, I'm going off script now. But keep in mind, invest in your people and invest also back in their in their uh, home office if you're saving on your real office because now there are so many spaces, office spaces, laying there empty very expensive on very expensive places and i'm thinking like i think they are going to do something about the office space office spaces will be different from this now from now on yes i agree and you know i I can't wait to see what's to come i really can't yeah Yeah. i want to say uh, i want to give you a big thank you because we met last week somewhere and I was just like, okay, lady, I need to talk to you. I need to have you on my show. When can we make this happen? And I am so grateful and so glad that you make the time to have this conversation because I think people are going to love you after this. And if they're not buying your book, I will remind them to do something <laughs> because this book is a must-have book. It's a must-have book for everybody in different generations. And it's definitely a book that I'm going to you know, pass on to my son to have this as a must have once he starts his career. Oh, wow. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Out of date, probably. Maybe there'll be a new edition out. Some of the things, I don't think that it will be out of date because uh, regarding the mindset, that's something that is a must have. And also regarding the personal branding, um, a lot of graduates leave school, leave their university and thinking going for that big name, going for that big company and being mistreated Mm -hmm. and being the humankind that we are, I don't know if that by that time it will be out, it will be gone. So I think it will be needed. Maybe a different version, but it will be needed then. Yeah. That's a very good point. I I felt the same way when I graduated from college. Mm -hmm. College doesn't really teach you how to define your path. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's to align yourself with things that they think that's going to validate you or things that, that are going to help you grow. Can you, can you, no, I'm not going to let you, but I think the people in the back didn't hear it. So say that again, please say. So all my college graduates or college mm-hmm. students don't allow um, yourself to be um, brainwashed or conformed to think that I have to work for a specific organi- organization to know my value and worth. Your value and worth is already there right now in the midst of working on your degree or even you know if you already earned your degree. Just make sure that you know yourself and you're okay with going to any organization that's going to be a good fit for you. 
because the alignment doesn't does the, your value doesn't it is not in the company's name the big company's name it's in your name you mm. are you are the prize you are the mvp so they should be lucky to have you just as much as you're lucky to accept that job offer amen amen <laughs> So I have two last comments. Sandy is saying, I don't miss my two hour, two to three hour commute parking and the stress that comes along with that. I concur to that for sure. And Daniel Archibong, Daniela Archibong is saying so true, proving we can work from home. Why make us do the commute? Actively working on making the culture thrive through Zoom and Slack. Thank you, lady. That's, that's, those, are, those are great comments. I, I talk about commutes worth the coin. So commutes worth the coins is saying that if you guys do have to go back into the office, make sure that you are being compensated fairly with an annual salary and you're getting transit subsidy of, to get on the metro or bus or train. Make sure your company is giving that to you and make sure that you're getting some remote days in there too, if you can get some remote days, because it's no, it's nothing worth, nothing worse going to a job mm. and commuting long distances and you're not getting compensated with your salary and all the other travel benefits that they could be giving you. Do not, just take a job and then you're wasting all your gas and money in getting there and you're not getting paid what you think you're worth. Commute's worth the coins. Make sure you get your coins. It's just like, I went to church yesterday. <laughs> I went, I'm going to church today and it has been amazing. Yep. Amazing. This is not the last time that I'm going to talk to this lady. So know that, but definitely, you know, grab your book. And also if you're watching the replay or if you're like, okay, I missed some of it, go back to this, to this episode and rewatch this episode. It's a must. It's a must for every generation. Thank you for sharing so much inside i'm i'm even I'm, yeah, i don't know what to say anymore i don't know what for having me on your, yeah. on your show i truly appreciate the opportunity thank you thank you so i'm closing off don't leave yet i'm closing off with the with the announcement for upcoming friday and i'll speak to you soon so um let me see so the next guest, this is a different episode. It won't be in Dutch, it's in English, upcoming Friday, 10 a.m. Central European time. I'll be talking to these ladies, so Emily Firth, Mary Jane Roy, Amber Rahim, the new way of working now during Corona lockdown, but also after Corona lockdown. Stay in tune, stay, you know, stay tuned and my name is Vivian Aqua. I am the workplace wellness advocate, and I'm so hyped by this interview that I did with Kanika. She's an amazing woman. Follow her on Twitter, on LinkedIn, or on Facebook, and especially on Twitter. You'll see, you'll see the reason why, because she really drops it and she really speaks up. And she's a wonderful lady, just like Minda. And I want to thank you. Hopefully see you on Friday, and otherwise, I'll see you next Tuesday. Bye.